insights and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world. Welcome to the Jewish Patriot Show. Talk Radio's premier U.S. activist, Cindy Gross, featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. You don't have to be Jewish to be part of our show. And now, your Jewess patriot, Cindy Gross. Hello, and welcome to the Jewess patriot. I am your host, Cindy Gross, today's premier Jewish woman activist, but you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy, and you don't have to be Jewish to be a part of this show we love having everybody involved, and that includes our newest family members from WGBB in the tri-state area. We are now airing from Long Island, and we can be heard throughout New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York. In addition to our current status on Real Talk Radio out of the St. Louis area throughout the Midwest, through Conservative Television of America, and through the Black and White Network, as well as downloading us out of Israel through Jewish Podcast. We have a huge show for our first show out of WGBB. So we're going to start the show, as always, with my pearls of wisdom, because I am Zisel Peril. And in Jewish, that means sweet pearl. My opening is about the power of one. I think that last week's Ash Wednesday, coinciding with the Jewish uh, New Year of Adar, is really the power that each one of us can make and reflect, whether you're Jewish or Christian or Catholic or whatever faith you are practicing, and looking towards the spring, the rebirth, the rebirth of our plants, sunnier days ahead, longer days, different foods. We have some great opportunities right now. And I hope that our shows the next few weeks will look at the power of one, the one moment you make to make the decision that I'm going to try something new, read a new book, engage in a new activity, try a new wine, Because we learn during this Jewish month how the power of one innocent young girl, not handed a trust fund, not voted into office, not part of a woke society, or maybe it was in those days when it was called anti-Semitism to kill the Jews in Iran, one girl engaged in an activity of trying to save the Jews, and she did. She saved her Jewish community in Iran from death and destruction. Sounds like the headlines today. And whoever I talk to, Republican, Democrat, young or old, if they live in a blue state or a red state, the feeling is the same. They want something new. Then. A lot of people tell me they were happier during COVID than they are today. Think about that. Being in a lockdown was better frame of mind for many than going to the grocery store or going online and fearing that 
their information is being taken by an enemy or putting on the news and hearing World War Three. So I hope at the Jewess Patriot, where we talk about headlines and trends, I want to start a trend with all of you and I want you to participate with me. Think about something positive because that one thought, that one person around you and that one person you see in the mirror especially can and will make a difference, especially if you live in a local neighborhood where everybody is talking the same language you are. I don't mean English or Spanish or French. I mean the same mindset of making today better than yesterday and making tomorrow even better. And part of that is going to be a lot of our discussions with our guest. So sit back and stay tuned. We have a huge show. Welcome back to the Jewess Patriot. I am your host, Cindy Gross. I am bringing you now the pioneer, the very best, the person who taught the world about glorious, delicious, international flavors of kosher cuisine. Lavana, she goes by the name Lavana. She is the best-selling cookbook author. She's owned a restaurant. She tours the world now, teaching everybody uh, about international kosher cuisines and how we can incorporate uh, different cultures into the Jewish culture. And Lavana Kirschenbaum, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Good morning, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me. It was a thrill meeting you, too. (laughs) Well, in the world of kosher food, you are somebody I uh, idolize because you really started it all. You made kosher food ideas for chefs at home and for a whole business of restaurants. You really, because of your innovative thinking, uh, we have now a multi-million dollar industry of kosher restaurants around the world because you taught people that Jews are much more than a matzo ball and a stuffed cabbage. So tell us a little bit about your background first and what made you decide to explore the world of kosher cuisine for an international audience. You know, what's funny is that, first of all, food and wine go together so the, the the food the food scene was a wasteland, and likewise the the wine uh, scene was a uh, the kosher uh, uh, wine scene was a, a, a wasteland. The thing that encouraged me to be a pioneer in better foods in the kosher world is that this is the way we ate at home growing up in Morocco. We ate exactly what the natives ate. It was as gourmet as you wanted it, as simple as you wanted it, what standard you wanted, you you put on. But the but that the food was real food and vibrant food and healthy food was across the board. And so the thing that um, appealed to me about going into the food scene in America as a foreigner, I said, they eat so lousy. They really eat such lousy food. Why can't we have the real thing? And just this thing about the fuss about the things that look like compound food, 
it just didn't appeal to me at all. Let's show them the real thing. I was always humming to myself, there ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. There ain't nothing like the real thing. And 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 furthermore, the real thing is much easier to attain than what they think. Oh, we have to do this. It's going to be expensive. It's going to be... No, it does not have to be. You can do the very best, the most wonderful food, natural and the, the healthy way. And that will be the appeal as opposed as those gimmicky things that I can't stand. <laughs> so I was, I'm going through my notes here and there are so many things I want to discuss, but you also are at the forefront of another major trend where you don't have to be Jewish and that's healthy. You emphasize fresh whole foods, the Absolutely. use of herbs and spices. Now you come from Morocco. Now with the last name of Kershenbaum, is that that's not a Moroccan name. So in probably in your house, you probably incorporate the multicultures just within with who's living in your home. You know, it, I didn't defect. I just married an American guy. And uh, he is delighted to eat our food. Uh, by the way, I don't just make Moroccan food and Sephardi food, but I must say it is a huge favorite of mine. And I'm thrilled to be going, uh, conducting a tour this uh, this week with Morocco kosher tour because I am showing a bunch of Americans how vibrant and how beautiful and how simple. And you know, the older I get, the more streamlined my food gets. Uh, streamlined, not gimmicky. The real thing, but with less steps. And then it, it's just the, the, the dividend, the, the, the ratio of results to the, to the labor you put in is phenomenal. This is what we want. So uh, just a couple of days ago, let's just say 1976, you opened your first restaurant on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And we know that uh, the Upper West Side of Manhattan really is a, a, a community, a neighborhood of kosher restaurants. It still is a vibrant kosher community. But as we see with our audience that's national, international through the uh, worldwide streaming Kosher restaurants are popping up everywhere with all kinds of food, but not just food. I know you like also baked goods and stuff, which is also something that makes you unique. Usually in, uh, someone's a cook or a baker, but not really both and excel at it. You excel at both. You know, we were a bakery first. Lavana's was a bakery first. And we didn't even sooner open that two things happened almost in within days. We won the uh, the uh, award for architectural design because we wanted all the concept of the Jewish hand washing where you do mozi we did it in a in a designer way and that was it didn't escape the architectural design who put us on the first page so that happened immediately and the thing that happened immediately after that is we won uh, best carrot cake in the city award we were we shared first page of the New Yorker magazine, the New York magazine, uh, with Papa Bush, the f- f- wow. first Father Bush, who was just going, I think it was 1980, and he was just, it was his first year of presidency. And oh my God, I said, wow, we're on the same page with the president. This is wonderful. And so even our bakery was also real healthy food. People would laugh sometimes. They say, carrot cake, why not a turnip cake? We did not invent carrot cake, but we certainly put it on the map in a big way. So the association of doing gourmet 
while you are healthy must be because of me because i said well I, no... i have to tell you my favorite cake in the world is carrot cake and there's nothing like a carrot cake and i i happen to do like a lot of the pav cream cheeses so i could do it with the meat meals so to us and my everybody knows in fact i usually make carrot cake humintosh <laughs> Oh, that was like a delicious. With I'm going to make your carrot cake. Ah, oh, sounds good. Cake away. <laughs> well, since you are at the forefront of trends internationally, what do you see as some of the trends of food in general that are going to be taking place this spring and summer? Like what vegetable would you say people should be looking out for to cook? I think we are having a great, great bounty of a very uh, talented cooks. They're doing all the things that have to do with ferment. And I think that the ferment, I don't like to call it a trend because a trend comes and goes. I think this was a ret- this is a return to the, the food as we knew it. Remember, we had no refrigerations, uh, not even that long ago. And a way to preserve food was to ferment it and also to dry it. So here we have the jerky, jerky here, jerky there. Uh, This could really be something that's gonna stay. And then all the things that have to do with ferment, sourdough, pickles, uh, everybody's kimchi here and kimchi there. You put it on top of a, a avocado sandwich. It is just such a wonderful way to jazz up something and give it a very vibrant, layer of taste and and it's very sensuous at almost no caloric cost and it's the ideal probiotic foods they are what i see to just answer your your uh, your question in full is that more and more very talented chefs are working along healthy lines and doing something very creative with it and that's to me who started this and had not even one of those guys around me it's wonderful we feel vindicated i couldn't agree with you more in fact from a health reason i'm hearing so many people because they have all kinds of uh like the flood maps with all their gastro stomach is and it's happening in all ages i'm hearing more and more doctors it's not just the cucumbers anymore for pickles it's all the different colored cabbages it's wonderful carrots and eggplant and and vegetables you would never associate and you're right it's one especially for people like uh, us who don't cook on Shabbos or on our yuntif or holidays it's a great way to serve especially on a Saturday afternoon lunch in July a great side appetizer or even as part as the main dish right right it is so healthy yeah yes and it's great can get as big as your main course, your dessert, all, all, and then the temperature, we're not so obsessed with temperature, keep it hot, keep it cold. Once you do things processed in a way, completely naturally processed, in a way that temperature does not play such a big role, it's just the way you made it, you pickled it, you made sourdough. It's funny because every time after I catered for so many people, when my turn came to ask a caterer to cook for me, like for my children's wedding, I say, do not worry about the temperature. Don't take the risk of overcooking something. A, a, a room temperature roast will be much better than an overcooked roast. So the, the shift, it became the, that obsession with temperature, hot, cold, 
became the, the, the obsession with how you prepare it that makes it good in any setting at every temperature. And that I love. It will travel better. It will be more pleasing. I can't agree with you more because I, you probably have experienced this because I know I have that overcooked brisket because someone is keeping it in overnight or the, the chulent with the pieces of meat. And for all the audience that doesn't know, it's like a Jewish stew with meat and beans and it's overcooked because it's just sitting for hours in a crock pot. Crock pots are great. I love crock pots, but sometimes people abuse what they're used for and just keep it over and over too long. And they don't know when enough is enough. And so you're right. Uh, you know, the, the, if you talk about cholent, cholent is by, ex, by excellence, the food that cooks all night. The, the trick is to not start making it early in the day on Friday. It is allowed. And this is, I don't want to be the rabbi. We're not rabbis here, right. So a minute before you light candles, you put it on, it will cook a few hours. It will cook from Friday night to Saturday and and, and you'll put things that lend themselves to that kind of food. But I, I really agree with you that some appliances that we encourage people to buy now, why are you making apple pie in an instant pot? Why? What happened to your oven? You don't have one anymore. So... Uh, I deplore the fact that we're encouraging people to buy more and more of those appliances, gadgets, that they will be fascinated with for a few meals, and then they forget all about them. The instant pot, the, the, the what's it called, the air sous vide, um, the, the, the air, air dryer, the air fryer, air dryer yeah. is the, the latest fryer. plague. What mm. happened to olive oil? Why are you not using it? Don't eat so many french fries. Eat something good with a little olive oil. It, it will depend what you're making. But uh, that, that's the thing is that to steer people less towards the latest gimmicky appliance and to tell them you have had all the pots and the pans and the appliance you need to be a great cook. You are the cook, not the pot. So we should return them to those pots. So I already have three new tips just from talking for you to you today <laughs> that I am going to incorporate into my... Uh, cooking this Shabbos and in the near future. Now we do have big holidays coming up. We have Passover coming up. What is the most requested Passover recipe you get? I should tell you that my brisket recipe is in three cookbooks that are not kosher. The New York Times cookbook, another adorable cookbook called Brisket, A Love Story. And one, I can't remember the name, but they are all there. Brisket is the ultimate luxury food. Of course, it goes without saying that you can eat it anytime, but and I don't know what caused the association between brisket and holidays. But it's just a very comforting food. It's juicy, it's saucy, it's delicious, it freezes well, it serves well, it slices well. So I think that is very, very um, uh, popular on, on Pesach. Uh, and then the uh, the desserts, so many desserts. You don't even realize when you do them all year round. You don't realize why not make them on Pesach. There is nothing in them that even needs to be adapted. Uh, um, things made with almond flour, things made with uh, nuts, with seeds, all those things you can have always. Or like a meringue type thing. We don't hesitate to think that the Charlotte or a Dacquoise 
it's a wonderful food year round, then this is the time to make it. A great big meringue layer filled with fruit and whipped cream. That's wonderful. No, no need to take a cake that was meant to be hummets with flour and try to adjust it to Passover. Rather, make things that would have been Passover all year around. And I should say to our gluten-free audience internationally, these are the recipes that are catered to you because we don't use absolutely any gluten in our Passover products. So the, the flowers we use, the other ingredients we use are all very friendly to a gluten-free diet. You're Not gonna only sh- that, without any sacrifice or any compromise. It's gluten-free without trying. So I'm going to tell the audience that Lavana, like she said, she has tours that go into different parts. She's going to Morocco. She's going to be planning other tours. She also does pop-up dinners. I recently uh, went to a wonderful uh, pop-up dinner. I'm going to talk about it. And Lavana is going to share with us. I'm going to write it up. The carrot cake and the brisket recipes. And we'll... I would be delighted. So she's going to share that with all of us. Carrot cake, Easter time, spring bridal showers. It's the perfect thing. Everybody uh, uses it in the spring. You don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. Obviously, you don't have to be Jewish with Lavana. Lavana Kirschenbaum, you are always welcome on the show. The next time she plans a pop-up, what we're going to do is we're going to, she doesn't even know this. I'm surprising her. I'm going to help her. And it's not going to be last minute so that you guys could come along for the ride because we experienced a trip in a restaurant that was not just food, not just wine, but I learned so much about a culture in the discussion that went along with the dinner, with each course. You meet chefs. Such exciting people. Such exciting people were there. Right. So if you can't get away, you could pretend to get away and have a great meal and great conversation and be around new friends that you will make become close friends in the future with. Lavana Kirschenbaum, where can our audience find you? Lavana uh, com. That's the perfect place. Start with that. L-E-V-A-N-A-C-O-O-K-S.com. Once they have that name, they will find my blog and then on Facebook, Lavana Kirschenbaum. Ask me any questions. Here I am. She's really known like Cher and by one name, Lavana. That's how everybody knows her. She is the pioneer of international Jewish cuisine. And like I said, if it wasn't for this woman, restaurants around the world, people in jobs that supply restaurants, work in restaurants, people that go to restaurants. Have to thank her for what she started in 1976 and became an international, respected, award-winning chef, cookbook author, and a friend to everybody. You hear it through the uh, microphones. Thanks so much for joining thank the you Jewish Patriots. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. And joining us now is a very good friend to the show. He's going to be here a lot in the next few weeks. Hopefully he's going to come back for the next few months because the biggest trend right now in the liquor industry is 
the growth of wine in production, in distribution, and in consuming. And we have with us the authority, Gabe Geller. Thank you so much for joining us on the Jewess Patriot. Thank you so much for having me, Cindy. So there's always a lot to discuss. And every time you come on, I must say I get the most questions from any other guest because people are fascinated. And what I love most is that many people taste kosher wines for the first time after your incredible discussions about them and the passion you you know exude through it well that's great to know and i guess it was best represented by the fact that the kosher food and wine experiences of 2023 were the biggest and best ever in miami a couple of months ago new york was unbelievable everybody's still talking about it and in la it was also it was like an Academy Awards of the food and wine industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were very happy. Thank God, we're very happy with the kosher food and wine experience this year. Great success, and uh, we hope for uh, doing even better next year. So, this is the real red carpet: the wines, because everybody's participating in it. In fact, I would say probably the biggest trend for spring summer 2023 is the fact that people are now exploring wines in ways they never had before and revisiting the wine popularity that for the past couple of years, they were in competition with some of the hard liquors. And I think that hard liquors are taking a back seat, which uh, I think you're shaking your head. You tend to agree with me about. Yeah, I mean, I see a very uh, strong trend towards uh, all sorts of wine tasting and people uh, want to try different things, to try different varieties, to uh, get to understand the differences between, uh, let's say, a Cabernet Sauvignon from Northern California, a Cabernet Sauvignon from Israel, uh, one from France, and so on and so forth, and see the differences. It's a lot of fun. There is so much variety out there. Uh, there is a, there there's so many things to to to, to play with, uh, whether it's in terms of the pairing wine with food. Uh, it's no longer just uh, okay, which big uh, big bold uh, Cabernet or Bordeaux I'm going to pair with my uh, roast uh, this week. Uh, it's it's more about uh, what's going uh, with sushi, what's going with those uh, vegetarian dishes. There are so many vegan restaurants also. Uh, opening up all around, so many different vegan and vegetarian products available in the stores, and uh, there is a very big trend going on there. And people, you know, would like to be able, just as much as you know, there is, you know, Beyond Burger and Impossible this, uh, Impossible Meat. Uh, uh, people want to know what goes with that, and uh, and I get those questions all the time. And uh, thank God there is a lot of there is a lot of options. See, uh, we're talking about vegan. Here, Tura Winery from Israel, there is a vegan-friendly uh, logo on the back. And that's something that you see more and more on, uh, on a lot of different types of wine because it's a very big market. It is a huge market. And it's not just the impossible burgers. It's even vegetarians, pescatarians. But what I find, and the question I'm asked all the time, what makes a kosher wine different than a non-kosher wine? And I tell them, taste it. I'll give you an example. You know, my favorite Pinot Grigio, even though we're talking red, 
is the Baron Herzog. And I've taken it to Italian restaurants and given it to the Italian owners and said, give it to your, um, give them a taste of it. They can't tell the difference. Because there is no difference. That's the thing. Uh, the only difference uh, between kosher wine and non-kosher wine is, uh, is the handling. So uh, only Sabbath observant Jews uh, can handle the, the, the winemaking process from the time the grapes are crushed and, and until the wine is bulled. Uh Not just any, any Jewish person, someone who is uh, a Jewish and Sabbath observant, keeps uh, the, the laws of uh, kosher, uh, who is observant basically in, in general, uh, is allowed to, uh, to to take care of the process. Everything else, uh, the grapes, uh, how they're crushed, how they're fermented into alcohol, and aged in wine barrels, everything is exactly the same as uh, as non-kosher wine. Of course, all the ingredients, if there is any added yeast, uh, or clar- uh, clarifying or fine agents uh, that go into the winemaking process, those ingredients have to be certified kosher, but that's usually the case in like 99% of the time. Uh, so you just need the, that, uh, the, that handling and the certification, of course, from a, a kosher supervising agency that's there that checks that all the process is being done properly according to those, to those rules, uh, and that's it. But yeah, there is no difference whatsoever in, uh, in terms of taste, in terms of quality. Uh, it's exactly the same, uh, the same thing. I think you had over 500 wines, if I'm mistaken, at the New York Kosher, way more than that. And they're from all over the world. All You know, so many states now have their own wineries that are now producing kosher. I mean, that's another big uh, thing. People can't travel. They don't feel like traveling. The way they travel now is through their home entertaining, treating themselves well. And one of the best ways is through wines, because even in this economy, you could still get a nice wine between 15 and $25 sure. and you can buy those exclusive bottles that are hundreds of dollars. You have that range and you have that variety. Exactly. So you have actually the wines that you're throwing next to you. Uh, I see Herzog lineage, Baron Herzog, uh, all those wines uh, uh, retail between 10 to $20. And then I have the fancy wines uh, like the Pura uh, Merlot from Israel is about $40. Uh, this is uh, one of the top high-end uh, wines from uh, Herzog Winery, uh, the special edition Chalk Hill, which goes for about $100. Uh, so, of course, there is uh, a range of wines that go from uh, the very affordable daily table wine at $10, sometimes even less than that. Uh, and then, of course, you can go very high-end as, as far as $300 or more. Well, I tell people, as much as I love to support Israel, Judea, Samaria, European Jewish uh, uh, products, right now, I love saying buy American. And (laughs) I say buy American right from California. You can't get any better than the Herzog family. They are award-winning. And like you said, they are delicious. I mean, I will tell you, last year, the rosés were very popular, still popular, but I challenge anyone to taste this rosé and taste a $70 bottle of rosé and tell the difference. This one is so smooth. I cook with it. We drink with it. Mm-hmm. And it is, like you said, I think $20 a bottle. 
And you know what? What's great now, it's because it's holiday season. Many of the outlets are giving discounts if you buy them by the case and buy them in bulk. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we're talking holiday season. It's days before Purim. And of course, everybody's talking Passover. And for our non-Jewish friends, I know during Lent, they give up things. They Some of them give up alcohol, but they have big celebrations afterwards. This is a perfect gift for the holiday, for the hostess. And it's a perfect uh, inclusion. And for us, it's, it's part of our uh, celebrations. It's part of the laws. So tell us a little bit about what's coming up for spring. What should we be looking for? So we are very excited because we have uh, brand new wines uh, from sometimes some regions that have not been explored before uh, in culture. For example, Greece. Uh, we're going to have Greek wines very soon uh, under uh, the name Todros. Uh, so that's going to be exciting. The kosher wine consumer uh, has not had uh, kosher Greek wine before, uh, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be very nice. They're going to be very affordable. I think also around twenty dollars, something like that. Uh, we have uh, Italian wines is trending very much uh, over the past couple of years, and uh, we are working on getting more varieties uh, onto the market. And uh, we have some exciting stuff uh, coming out in the next few months the, under the. Uh, Lovatelli brand, uh, which will have Barbera di Asti, uh, Primitivo, and many others. Uh, so it's uh, it's exciting. We we constantly try to broaden uh, uh, the horizon for uh, for the consumers. Uh, last year we introduced uh, top quality wine from uh, South Africa. There have been you know kosher wines from South Africa before. They exist, uh, but on that quality never. And uh, the, the feedback that we're getting is amazing. Well, if, if the KFWE was any experience, uh, this uh, spring season, Passover, uh, Purim is going to explode because everybody is talking. I mean, the Wall Street Journal, the Wine Spectator, all the major places are talking about kosher wines and especially the distribution through Royal Wines. Gabe, where can our audience find out more about you, ask you questions, and reach out to you to find out where they can get wines? Because one thing I do get asked all the time from people that are not in the Jewish-based communities is, where can I get the wines? And and luckily, with the use of our technology and delivery, we can get wines anywhere. Of course. So you can all check out uh, our website, royalwine.com. Uh, there is a section, contact us. Uh, if you send an email, I will get it. Uh, and I will answer every single email I get. Uh, I cannot guarantee it will be the, within the hour or the same day. But within one day or two days at the most, uh, you will get an answer. Please feel free. Any questions you have, any inquiry, any help that I can uh, provide uh, our listeners uh, uh, today uh, with whatever you know, uh, questions you have about wine in general, kosher wine in particular, uh, please uh, feel free to do so. Uh, and uh, let's, uh, let's, let's enjoy great wine together. Well, we're going to have a lot of discussion the next month, especially, and uh, as we go into spring and summer entertaining. Gabe Geller, always a pleasure on the Jewess Patriot. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Cindy. Thank you so much. I am-
Welcome back to the Jewess Patriot. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And as you know, my tagline is you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. But Cindy will share with you some of the most exciting things around the world. And one of them is traveling. We haven't you know, really discussed much, much about traveling. But for Jews around the world, our Passover season is a very big time to travel because it's our vacation and it's our time to be with family, uh, share our faith, and to have a good time, most of all. With us today is the host and one of the organizers of one of the best programs in Europe that people from all over the world are coming to. Avi Khan-Gitlin is here to discuss from Kosher Culinary Travel, Passover in Greece. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thank you, Cindy. How are you? I am fine, but I'm very, very excited because I have always made Passover and I decided this year, given what is going on in America with the cost of food and knowing everything going on, I decided to be a real journalist and research fantastic programs. And you are offering so much to people. Tell us what is going on in Greece from kosher culinary travel. So, like you said, our program is, it, ah, can we go back? <laughs> They're making me nervous here. I'm going to go to a different room. Okay. I'm going to pause it then. Tell us what makes kosher culinary travel so unique and so inviting for Jews and even non-Jews who want to learn about Passover, although it really is a Jewish program, but Jews around the world that they can celebrate Passover uh, religiously and uh, family-wise, personally enjoy fantastic memories. Well, the first thing is, is when you arrive at the hotel, you're greeted by a you know, two-and-a-half-mile private beach. You have a resort with seven pools, it's green, it's beautiful to the eye. And from, from our perspective, as soon as you arrive at the program, you don't have to pay for anything. It's all inclusive. The bars open all day, there's food all day long, there's activities for their kids, there's activities for the adults, there's bikes to take out and explore the area. We just want people to come, enjoy the holiday, and not have to worry about anything, and to really have good food, to have a nice atmosphere, a welcoming atmosphere, where every Jew can come, no matter what their level of observance is, and feel like they're comfortable on the trip and enjoy it with their family without having to worry about what someone's thinking about them. That's really key. It's inviting to people of all uh, Jewish religious affiliations where they will feel comfortable celebrating Passover because it's a relaxed atmosphere. That was really key to something. And then you said it's all inclusive. And when you say all inclusive, I, you know, I love when there's advertisements uh, for trips all the time. Oh, all inclusive. And then you get there and the wine costs money extra, the cocktails, uh, you know, some of the entertainment. Tell us what all inclusive means to you. So all inclusive is all inclusive. When you come into the hotel, you're not supposed to pay for anything else. When you're at the hotel, if you want to have a cocktail, you want to have a mixed drink, you want to have a glass of wine, even in between meals, even at a meal, if you want to have a glass of wine, 
Um, if you want to have something to eat in between meals, everything's included. The entertainment's included. The kids' program's included. Obviously, if you want to go do some shopping, um, that's not included. But otherwise, everything's included. And tell us exactly where in Greece you're located. And tell us what is around there. Because everybody right now, whoever's talking about travel, I think Greece has become the trendiest, like, Riviera area in Europe right now because so many people have been to France and they've been to Italy, but they don't really know much about Greece. Yeah. So, Cindy, when you mentioned Greece, I, I want to start off by saying that one of the reasons that we chose Greece, besides that it's a beautiful place and the, the green and the blue of the water, is as a Jew, it's very important for me when I travel somewhere is to feel comfortable walking around as a Jew. You can't, you, you, I can't hide it. I have a beard, I have a yarmulke, I have tits hanging out, and I don't like to hide it. When, I, when I'm in Greece and the hotel's located in the Peloponnese, it's about a two and a half hour drive uh, from Athens. It's actually right near, it's about 15 minutes from where the original Olympics were, were held, ancient Olympia. It's a beautiful, mostly unspoiled area. When I walk around there, I don't have to hide my Jewishness. There's no anti-Semitism. It's very, very comfortable. It's very welcoming. The area is beautiful. There's a lot of history. And there's also a lot of relaxation. Uh, and that's one of the reasons we chose it. Also because it's very comfortable to arrive. Uh, Athens is a big airport. There's a lot of flights from the U.S., from Israel, from Europe. It's not an island where there's seasonal service. So it's very accessible. It's beautiful. It's two and a half hours drive. We organized the, uh, the transportation, obviously. And it's included in the price. Um, and it's really a beautiful place. You know, one thing I have to say, uh, you talk about practicing Judaism and we're, both of us are part of the Chabad family. There is something unique about something associated with Chabad that I'm going to share personally that I want everybody to uh, really listen to and really understand the beauty of Judaism through Chabad. And that is that wherever you go, you are welcome, regardless of any religious affiliation, and I also love my favorite year uh, time of the year is when the, they have the conventions and you could stand in the ladies' room or the men's room. And in that same line waiting are six people from uh, China and the United States and South America and Greece and Israel. And no other organization around the world has that tie and that comfort level. And that's what's going to be a big part of this Greece trip, Pesach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without wavering on any of, of the principles, it's 100% kosher. It's, it's, all, of, all of those principles are unwavering. But the main principle is that every Jew needs to feel welcome. You're coming to a Pesach program because you want to you wanna have a good time with your family. You want to have an uplifting time with your family. We, we offer, we have Torah classes. We have an option for workshops. If someone wants to connect and have a little bit more Yiddishkeit, we're there. At the same time, we also have to make sure that the, that the physical uh, benefits that we give are great and that every person feels comfortable because that's number one. And, and yeah, so it, it's definitely something that, that guides us. The, the whole idea of what, what Chabad stands for is that everyone's welcome, every Jew is welcome, without wavering any of our principles, obviously. You know what else I loved about the tour when I did research and when I spoke to you the first time, you said to me, Cindy, we want people to feel like they are somebody who is living the Greek life. You're going to have activities there and guests come who actually are from Greece. The music, 
the entertainment. Uh, Greece is known for their ceramics. And you said there's going to be a ceramics class, which is totally a my alley. I mean, and that's really important, having people feel as if they are a native and learning about the country. Tell us a little bit more about those activities. Okay, so obviously the music, we have a lot of local musicians coming in and doing some Greek folklore, maybe a little bit of more modern Greek music. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of, you know, some Mimuna and some, some Jewish music, obviously. Um, and yeah, we're going to have a ceramics workshop. It's very, very famous there. Um, we're going to have someone that's going to help us paint the plates or the cups and really make it authentic. Uh, we're also going to have a painting workshop. We're going to have a painter come in and, and people that want to kind of paint the area and to get inspired. And besides that, the day trips that we have, we're going to have a, a yacht tour to Zakynthos Island, which you can actually see from the hotel. You can see Zakynthos Island from the hotel. We're going to take a yacht tour. We want people to experience the area. We're going to visit ancient Olympia. These are optional optional day trips, but it, it'll give you an opportunity to see the, see the country, meet the people, experience the culture. All of our staff, obviously, at the hotel is Greek. The chefs are Greek. And we, we, we have some help for them to make sure that they know about some of our special recipes that we need to have. But we want to experience some Greek food. And we, we talk to them. We say, how are we going to make this Greek dish kosher for Pesach? And we're going to do it. You're going to experience actual Greek food. So we, we haven't really discussed you're going to have 24-hour food base, almost 24-hour food. I would, And uh, you're going to have snack bars. What are some of the unique things you're going to have? You're going to have a cigar bar. You're going to have, uh, I believe, four or five pools. Two of them are separate for men and women, if that's their choice. Tell people some of those amenities. Okay, so besides our main restaurant, uh, we have a dairy restaurant. We have the meat restaurant for lunch and dinner. We also have an Asian concept restaurant. Then we have food stands. So we're going to have like a, a salad uh, a salad concept restaurant, which is salad and poke bowls. We're going to have pizzas. Uh, we're going to have a Greek style, uh, um, basically a shupudim restaurant, what they call souflaki, which are basically skewers all day long, chicken, beef. We have a kids uh, concept restaurant. So it's basically all the fried food kids want, schnitzels, hamburgers, hot dogs, fries, uh, things like that. And then we have a smoothie bar. We have a few other concepts uh, for food that are open all, all day long. Of course, the, the pool bars and the beach bars that are open, cocktails. We have music. We have a DJ. And um, in terms of of some of the other... I forgot what I was saying now. Uh, some of the other, like the cigar bar and stuff like that. We Okay, the cigar bar is going to be open at night. That way, it's just for the adults, so the kids don't see us. Uh, don't see us. So we'll have we have a cigar bar. We're gonna have some nice cocktails there. We're gonna have live jazz on the days where we can have it. Um, and of course, some of the activities on site. We're gonna have ATVs. We have some water sports. We have the bikes. So if you want to stay at the hotel, there's a lot to do. So we have some surprises uh, for Chag because we have a lot of Chag. We have a lot of holidays. We have Shabbos. Uh, we're going to have like a nice scavenger hunt for the kids that the adults can join. We're going to have some workshops, some meet and greets, and different things to, to really um, make the time um, pass by very nicely. I'm sure by the eighth day, we're going to be crying. We want to stay longer. And you do, by the way, have a Shabbos option because uh, it does end and people can stay 
uh, for Shabbos and you have arrangements for that. Where can our audience uh, reach out, find more about the program? And uh, if they have any questions, reach out to you directly. Yes. So definitely we have a Shabbos option. Um, and anyone that wants information can call us, uh, 347-994-9284. You can send the WhatsApp to that number. You can email us um, at Pesach at koshercullinarytravel.com or go to our website, koshercullinarytravel.com and write us a note. Javikam, thank you so much for what you're doing to make Jews around the world so excited about Passover. I mean, I remember the, as a little girl, everybody say, oh, matzah, and they had to eat sour cream. It's far from that. This is so luxurious, so inviting, uh, so uh, engaged in so much activity. Passover is really one of the favorite times of the year for so many Jews because of everything that people like you do to enhance and enrich our Judaism. Uh, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy, but it's certainly a perfect time to be super Jewish with Cindy. Avikam, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for having me, Cindy. It's a pleasure. Welcome back. What a show. I am so excited about the opportunities we are sharing with you the next month. I am learning about so many new things. And we're going to have great giveaways. We're going to have contests. We're going to have in-studio guests. And we're going to be going out live to events. And I hope you'll be joining us. But before we end, as you know, I always close with my pearls of wisdom, because I'm Ziesel Peril, and my pearls this week are, we march into a new month, march into it very positive, but don't forget, educate yourselves, because knowledge is power. If you're not happy about something, sitting back is not the answer. Take the time to learn and educate yourself, and meet new people and discuss things with them. Do it over a glass of wine or a new meal. Try something you've never done before. Or take an escape. It's the perfect time to plan a getaway. Don't get away so far because we're back next week with a new show. I am Cindy Gross, the Jewess Patriot, Remember, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program, as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.